we do here we're doing an intro here so like uh i'll introduce myself and then brit will introduce uh and then you'll introduce yeah, yeah. yourself <laughs> okay no problem shut up I'm sorry i'm sorry i like how like on the fence you were about misgendering me there so you just skipped a pronoun entirely and called me yeah uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that was amazing, Spencer. I appreciate that. I just appreciate your awkward hesitation. <laughs> That's right. I'm here to to help. Um, yeah. So, as you can see in the layout here, pretty straightforward. You'll 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 introduce yourself and say whatever you want, and then we'll go through the rest of it, and then we'll start talking. Sound good? Yeah. Cool. Heck yeah, let's do it. All right, you ready, Britt? Indeed. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. And I'm Ayush, a.k.a. Screams in Marsbell. So my page has been going on since 2019. We have 52,000 likes on Facebook and 38K followers on Instagram. So we've come a long way. Hell yeah. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 290 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, oh Bucky. Welcome, bot slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 44 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. I've got nothing for 44 other than that it's like two times 22. Isn't that like the big racist thing, or is that 88? That's 88. Oh, 44 okay. is half racist. Okay, yeah, it's, it's it's the 14 and then the 88. It's, that's, yeah, okay. yeah, we, yeah, no, yeah, you know, yeah, if we you're were, only a little racist, that's when you, you're into 44. Half race, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah can I get the, just uh, the half portion of the uh, hating minorities? Just uh, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> okay. I hate to see it. Uh, we are joined by a guest today. Yes, sir. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah. So, uh, Spencer, since you, uh, you're you the one who landed this guest, why don't you tell us a little <laughs> bit about how you met him? <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so I, I, I do meme stuff on the internet. You probably know that about me if you're listening to this. Um, and one of the other meme pages that I see a lot, and one of the first, I think like really kind of in-depth dorky like music nerd meme pages that i really like kind of latched onto and was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. whoever is behind this like they get it they're rad uh one of the first kind of pages that i found was uh screams and mersbell hey now we have them as guests yeah. it's amazing we're, we're here to talk about Buckethead, weirdly enough but you know we're here to talk about life the universe and everything as well indeed Wait, that's 42, not 44, huh? No, we, we already yeah. talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, why don't you uh, tell us uh, kind of how you like started memeing? Kind of uh, your, like, yeah, like, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us what you're doing with memes, Ayush? Yeah, sure. Um, okay, so uh, 2018, uh, I was not really into heavily into music, so I was doing a lot of other things in college. And suddenly this friend mm. pops up and introduces me to a Facebook group called Patrician Music Chart Posting. Because I, I 
started listening to more of the MU core, the, the 4chan board sure. associated with music. That the kind of stuff they listen to, you know, like MF Doom and other oh, yeah. things. So, okay, so I yeah. got into this group. Um, it was like 58,000 members and suddenly uh, I got into it. I got the grasp of it and like I started posting a lot of memes, but those are like not the ones I made. So, and then I started making my own memes and started posting there. Those are like a lot of uh, memes and other things like album cover mashups and then suddenly a guy the comment said yo dude you should start a page and then yeah i yeah. <laughs> i i i was like i was shocked i was like wow i i think i should do this so it came out in june 2019 but like i only started blowing up blowing up on instagram since like january 2021 uh, 20 sorry 2020 yeah yeah, the pandemic yeah, really yeah. kind of, I feel yeah. like, really accelerated the growth of a lot of, like, oh, that kind of content did. on the internet, you uh, know? Um, people just, our people are depressed, I think, you know? And they, they want to laugh at dumb, goofy stuff. Yeah, they're And like, they also, I think they re- they recognize, like, people that care about what it is that they're, they're making jokes about, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, there's a lot of throwaway humor in memes, but I think that, like, you depending on like how you curate or how you, you make stuff, you can really show like a, a, a level of like care about a, a property, right. about a band, about whatever, you know? I mean, I, I think ultimately what memes are, are a postmodern way of communicating with people with similar worldviews. Yes, that's correct. Or, or life experience. Yeah. 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 Um, because it's like, you know, it's, it's not actually even a lot of times like recognizing the subject of what you're talking about. It's like making commentary on something entirely different. Like, I mean, I make a lot of memes about tool fans, but they're not really about anything. They're just like <laughs> using someone as a punching bag. I don't hate tool. I don't really even hate tool fans for the most part. Yeah, I for just sure. I've met a few weird tool fans. And everyone's met a few weird tool fans. Uh, in, into each life, a few weird tool fans must fall. Indeed, indeed. As so the like, prophecy says. I mean, and, and because, you know, they're a big metal band with a large following. And, you know, weird people are into metal. And they of have course, one of that, the largest that followings in that genre. And so, like, uh-huh. of course, there are going to be some weird people who listen to music. There's weird people who like every band. Even, like, bands that you don't think weird people like. Fucking uh, sure. Yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Buckethead. Yeah. Yes. Buckethead. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> a perfect um, example. Uh, a, a few weirdos hanging around talking about Buckethead. That's and that's uh, what we like to see. Honestly, I think it's kind of strange how few Buckethead memes there are on the internet, being how, I'd say, postmodern Buckethead's fan base skews. I agree. Uh, yeah. Hopefully we can change that. Hopefully we need to make Buckethead the new. Yeah, Mortis. I need to like try making Ooh, some yes. Buckethead memes after this. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, yeah, please, please, yeah. We, we got will, uh, We will definitely repost them on our accounts and the Buckethead account, the Bucketcast. A thousand percent. So you live in India, correct? N- yeah, I, I mean, I'm in Nepal right now, but I've lived in India. Oh, since Nepal. I'm sorry. So wow. I was born and raised wild, in Nepal. Dude. And I moved to India in uh-huh. 2013. I'm just here right now at my parents' house. Nice. Fantastic. Nice. 
That's super cool. That's a, that's a part of the world I'd really like to visit someday. It seems really interesting. There's a lot of culture. There's a lot of like things to see, now, I there, would imagine. There is a lot of culture, but I'd actually like to know more about, especially since you're like a music memer and you're really into music, what is music like and what is the music scene like in Nepal and like India, wherever you have like kind of more familiarity? Okay, so let's talk about Nepal where I'm at first. Um, we have a pretty decent music scene. Since I was a kid, we used to. Uh, I used to have a guitar in music class. There used to be a guitar teacher who used to be in a band called Mount Eight Eight Four Eight, which is the height of Mount Everest. Um, so that that dude was wow. really awesome. Oh, nice. So, yeah. so I had a grasp of the rock metal scene since I was a kid here. But in India, where I live, uh, it's non-existent. You don't have a scene. Of anything, it's it's a really boring place. So the only people things kids listen, uh, the kids only listen to like Bollywood and whatever that's on the top forty of the Billboard charts. Oh, oh, so so there is a lot of American music there, though, like you know American pop and I mean Western yeah, pop. Yeah, mostly yeah, mostly top forty stuff. You know, like Taylor Swift, uh, Drake, that whatever that. Yeah, that. I mean, Billboard. it's everywhere. Like, it's yeah. unavoidable. That's inter- it's, it's interesting that it makes it to like obscure places in India. I mean, that that makes sense too. But like, that's yeah. just interesting to me. You know, that's wild. Yeah, that is super wild. And so, so like, but there are obviously people because you said you kind of got into music via someone else around you, right? Yeah, it wasn't the the web page. Yeah, and so there there is kind of a scene of, like, music appreciators there, yeah? Just not a ton of music to go see? Yes, there will be uh, people like me. I assume that there will be people like me, but uh, the thing is that we're all scattered. Like, we don't really have get-togethers. We don't really mm-hmm. get together at all. It's so scattered around. We don't even yeah. know who, who I mean, listens to what, and that's that's an issue. <laughs> No, we we know a, a tiny bit of what that's like by growing up in Alaska, because mm. um, like both Britt and I are from Alaska, and growing up up there, like we were, I mean we're still in the U.S. obviously, and it was still like a very different place, but we were very isolated from the main, you know, cent- center of culture, which is like oh, yeah. the contiguous I mean, uh, United States. In in general, our music culture in Alaska was like on an eight year time delay, so. Nirvana got big in Alaska when we were like in er, in our early teens or something in like 2000, yeah, 1999. Yeah. It was weird. No problem. It yeah. Was, it was super weird. So anyways, what's up with you, Britt? How you been? I've been well, man. It's getting hot here again. It's getting uh, into yeah, the 90s is. or as uh, everyone except for Americans might know it, the 30s. Right. Yeah. yeah and, it, and it's like the smoke is back too. So it's super smoky. Right. So, uh, so today. that's the thing. It's it's so weird now in the summertime, I look up at the sky and if the sky is like a kind of a bluish gray, I'm like, is it overcast or like dusk or is it just fucking smoke again? And it's yeah. always smoke. It's yeah, always the smoke. smoke really sucks. God it does hate to experience it. Right. Yeah. Like, um, it, as someone who smokes on my own volition, I really hate the the smoke that I don't choose to inhale. Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. I'm like, for if sure. they mentalized it, if it was menthol smoke in the air, I'd be fine with it. But it's not, and so maybe I should just walk around with like a menthol filter. Maybe that'd be good. 
That's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how are you doing, Spencer? Ah, uh, I'm doing okay. Um, so <laughs> I, I had a thing happen to me <laughs> recently. Right, um, so right. it is currently Thursday night. Um, so on Sunday night, I went to a park. Uh-huh. Uh, local park um, to hang out with a friend who uh, was is going to be moving um, to another state at the end of the month and this is one of probably the last times I would get to see that person so I went to go hang out with that person they were having like kind of a get together at the park mm-hmm. and as part of that get together um, I was you know introduced to playing capture the flag okay. um, which you've never from the, you mean you, what do you mean introduced you've never played capture the flag before no, I mean, I have, but, like, oh. dude, I didn't remember fucking literally anything about that game. Like, really? you know, it's, it's so been simple. a long time. Come on. Like, I the, I have played more Capture the Flag in video games than I have in real life by a percentage of, like, a billion. You know, uh, just looking at you, I could tell you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, I have played so much Halo 3, so much Halo Reach, like, Halo 2, all uh, that shit. Have you played Lots any of, of that uh, Halo Reach around? Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, no. <laughs> Halo Rusty Trombone. Uh, you know, whatever. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your face. Your face. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, I ended up playing Capture the Flag, which, if you're not familiar with Capture the Flag, which I was not, outside of, like, a video game context, until, like, the other day, uh, basically, it involves you running around a lot. Like, <laughs> so much fucking running. Um <laughs> So, I, I walk a lot. I'm an active person. Uh, according to my phone, I walk between, I don't know, 3 and 10, 3 and 12 miles a day. Mm-hmm. It's a decent amount. I do a lot of walking. I like walking a lot. I like being active. Yeah. So, I was like, cool, running around. Like, that's that's chill. I walk yeah. around all different, the time. That's different no muscle problem. Group entirely. Different so muscle group entirely. It's, it, it, hey, Britt. Yeah. You know what it is? A different fucking muscle group entirely. No, no, no. It's a different fucking muscle group entirely. It is. It's like <laughs> upper legs versus uh, lower legs. And like, so here's the thing. Uh, sorry for this quick aside, but um, I'm friends with a, a marathon runner who's done like uh, at least a half a dozen marathons. I uh-huh. decided to go hiking with them up Mailbox Peak, which is an incredibly highly graded mountain here in... Um, in Washington mm-hmm. and uh, I like pretty much charged up the mountain because I hike a lot and I walk a lot. They don't walk or hike a lot. They just run. And so I actually had to carry them down the mountain because they couldn't walk at all. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It sucked. It really <laughs> fucking sucked. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It was, it was so miserable that I didn't talk to them for like, I, and they, we were like really good friends. I didn't talk to them for like six months after we went hiking together. Because <laughs> I was just like, so like, like I, I just had such bad feelings about that whole situation and having to carry someone down uh-huh. an incredibly steep mountain. That's a lot. It yeah. Is. It is. Um, so, as a result of running around for, like, three hours, which is probably more running than lot, I have done yeah. in the last three years <laughs> combined, combined? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I was in so much pain mm-hmm. that I literally could not walk the next day. Ah! I had to call out of work. Ah! <laughs> it, like... It, I have been in so much pain since Sunday. It only reprieved or started to reprieve yesterday evening. <laughs> you know, and you know what you got, Spencer. You got that? ran through, boy. 
I did. It, <laughs> it was fucked. And uh, so I've been suffering from that since then. And it's been an adventure. Um, I don't recommend running. Yeah. It's well, bullshit. Uh, one, one question for you, Spencer. Um, yes. You suffer, but why? <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Uh, hey, Britt, can you, uh, can, can you hit us with a bucket fact? I think I could probably do that. Today we're going to talk about Buckethead's relationship with producer, keyboardist, and electronic artist Travis Dickerson, who we've talked about <laughs> briefly before. Um, I'm not going to not laugh at that name. Travis Dickerson? I hardly Travis. know her! Uh, tra- I, I, Travis Dickerson? I hardly know their son. Uh, (laughs) uh, keyboardist and electronic artist uh, Travis Dickerson with whom Bucket has worked with for about uh, 20 years at this point off and on according to Buckethead from a 2003 interview with Riffage Magazine Dickerson and him met somewhere in the mid 90s at a wax museum in San Francisco called the Medieval Dungeon (laughs) of course they did Buckethead says uh, at one point I was in there with an audio recorder and someone asked me what I was doing. I said I was recording the sounds of the dungeon. He told me that he had a recording studio in Southern California, and we became friends, and that was Travis. Since then, Travis and him have recorded uh, a ton of projects together, including their own band together, Cobra Strike. Um, Also, Travis was a member of the Cornbugs for a few years. Um, Two full albums... Uh, were recorded under the name Buckethead and Travis Dickerson. Uh, and Dickerson has also recorded almost all of Viggle, Viggle Mortensen's albums and is the one who actually introduced Buckethead to Viggle Mortensen in the first place. Wow, that's yeah. wild. So he's been involved with like basically everything from like 2001 up until the Pikes. We got to get that guy on the podcast. I know. I'm, I've, I've, I've actually, and uh, also, I actually just found this out today. Um, apparently, uh, Maximum Bob in the Stockyard Skinners uh, record all of their stuff at uh, TDRS, which is Travis Dickerson's uh, recording oh. studio that he still has. And so there's a lot, a lot of connections there with the Buckethead universe. And I think that's pretty awesome. So buckets off to Travis Dickerson, one of the most frequent and important planets in the Buckethead orbit. That was lovely and cheesy. It was great, Britt. Thanks. Um, Amazing. Well, we listened to three Pikes today. Again, that's what we we do every week. We absolutely did. We listened to uh, Pike 130, Pike 131, and Pike 132, which are Down by the Bayou Part 2, Down by the Bayou Part 1, and then Chamber of Drawers, respectively. I thought it was down the bayou. Yeah, it's actually interesting because the, is, is it the pike of one thirty uh, part two is ahead of part one, so that was pretty interesting. I know, right? And yeah, and so he yeah, releases weird, a lot right? of things out of order, but um, you know, pike one thirty, uh, they were only released three days apart. So, pike one thirty down by the bayou part two was released on April twenty fifth. It's down uh, the bayou. Down the bayou. Yeah. There's no in. Yeah. Really? Down the, down the, uh, let me just confirm. It's not, Sorry. are you sure? Pretty sure. 
It's Hold down on. in the bayou, actually. It the the inn is it's down in the bayou, Spencer. Is it? Is yes. it? Okay. There's yeah. Thank you for the correction. That was incorrect. Thanks for the incorrect incorrection. Appreciate that. <laughs> so anyway, down in the bayou, part two, released on April twenty fifth, uh, twenty fifteen, which is going to be uh, four days after Pike one twenty nine, Forever Lake. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I liked this a lot. Me too. This one was my favorite one this week. Honestly, uh, I, I couldn't really one. choose between Down in the Bayou Part 1 and Down in the Bayou Part 2. I, I thought, think they're both really good. Yeah. I, I, and I, honestly, so I noticed that uh, Part 2 happened first. And so I actually listened to them out of order. I listened to them, or in order, I guess. I listened to Down in the Bayou Part 1 and then Down in the Bayou Part 2. They flow together really well. Nice. But yeah, part two, uh, I, I listened to them in the in the release order, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so part two, uh, really cool. Like, I actually like this one a lot. It's very sludgy, like very, like very, alternative very. rock, alternative metal sludge, oh, yeah. a little bit of new metal here and there. Yeah, yeah. Lots of, um, you know, like Black Sabbath type uh, riffs and then some like, maybe some like Black Label Society type stuff, some down type stuff here and there. Real sludgy, um, a really gloomy at times, yeah. but it was pretty cool. I, I liked the album. Uh, actually, you know what? The last song was actually hella, hella Deftones. It was like this big atmospheric the last song thing. Was really good, with like yeah. a really like rhythmic bass line and some kind of atmospheric guitars and some really tight drum parts. Like it sounded very Deftones. Yeah. So very... like my note literally says, "Last song is a straight sludge banger." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like this atmospheric sludge jam with just this heavy, really present snare that's just the center of the mix. Yeah. And it's good. So I noticed that on the, in this one and the next. The one. snare's so good. Uh, what, what do you think? I yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's very sludge influenced. It kind of sounds like Saint Vitus at times. Even I hate God. Yeah, okay. yeah, I could see like yeah, old, older Saint Vitus for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hate God. Uh, I hate some God of those riffs sure. are so similar yeah. to I hate God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dope sick. Yeah, yeah. surprising to hear from Buckethead. Yeah, hell yeah! Like it, it definitely fits with pretty much. I mean, a lot of. Buckethead's material oddly would fit very well with like kind of the the Cajun and Southern sludge stuff. Yeah. You know? Um I think in another life he was definitely like a chronic alcoholic in like super joint ritual or something. <laughs> super divorce ritual. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be the, the name of this. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> Pretty good. It's not uh, even like a good pun. It's just funny because uh, <laughs> it's just stupid. Because uh, of course, of course, they're divorced. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty good vibes though. Like, like a, this the the mix on this one's really good. Like, yeah, it, the mix is really good. The production is solid. Yeah, the drums are well programmed and have like yeah. I don't know. They they sound real. Uh, which is you know kind of what I use for the the measure of are these well programmed drums. Yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's not distracting, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, or, or honestly, like this is one of the few Buckethead albums where I'm like, damn, these drums sound good. They uh, do sound really good. Yeah. They must have bought a new like uh, pack, sample pack. Yeah, <laughs> a new sample pack. Uh, yeah. So at nice. the end of every review for an album, um, we talk about uh, Ayush. Um, so 
I don't know if you noticed, but on the cover of all of these pikes, it says Buckethead Land. And Buckethead yes, Land and is there's a fictional this, uh, theme park. Yeah. And there's this uh, small box that uh, says the pike number. Yes, which yes, pike absolutely. it is. And yeah. And so Buckethead Land is the fictional theme park that uh, Buckethead has. And so at the end of each pike, we talk about what, um, what the pike would be a good soundtrack to in the park. Like in an imaginary theme park. Oh, yeah. And so personally, I think this, uh, this should be played at the dining area at Big <laughs> B's Bucket of Ribs Smokehouse and Whiskey Den. Wow. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, that tracks. Like, I was thinking, like, if there's any kind of, like, is that the Golden Corral equivalent for Buckethead Land? Because like that's it's, what it's, I it's was thinking. It's the closest thing to Golden. It doesn't have like a buffet restaurant because those don't make any money, especially at a theme park. That'd be fucked. That would be um, fucked. So, so it's it's more just like a kind of a very high priced place that's like it's all like rustic wooden everything. Like it's non non lacquered wooden everything, and you, know, you come in and they're like, "Welcome to the whiskey den." And then just like there's like smoke blowing everywhere is like an effect and you know, like the there's like just guitars on the wall that look like they've sure. like been waterlogged from being in the sea for four years. Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a vibe. You it ever is. you ever gone to a buffet and like brought a container with you and filled it up with stuff? <laughs> So, Spencer, I believe you have been with us when we went to a buffet with my grandmother at the time. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Uh, she was my grandmother at the time because she has since died. Rest in piss. Um, <laughs> but but we went to Zupa several times, and I think you were there when she, like, she would bring, like, uh, the gallon freezer bags, the Ziploc uh, bags, oh, no. and just yeah. stuff them full of, like, corn muffins and shit. And then, like, when we were walking out of the restaurant, she's like, don't let anybody see this. And she tries to slip us the big fucking freezer bag of corn muffins. And I'm like, I don't want these corn muffins, Grandma. <laughs> but, yeah. That's such an old person thing to do. Yeah. It's like she never even lived through the Great Depression or anything. So she has no reason to, like, I don't know. She's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Buffets are a weird thing. Are buffets a thing where you live? Ayush? Yeah, yeah. Um, buffet, they're everywhere. I mean, we, we have like huge uh, ceremonial wedding parties and then there's every kind of buffet imaginable. Oh, so a lot I mean, of people, so ask, some people do, the, as you said, like stuffing shit in the containers. People do that <laughs> here as well. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 I mean, and so, so one thing um, that I'm aware of is... Uh, like Hindus are really big into buffets. Like, like you know, especially like Hare Krishnas. I used to go to a Hare Krishna church for the free food, and every Sunday they would go all <laughs> out with a giant buffet. It was it was awesome. Yeah, nice. if you're considering like temples and a lot of huge temples, there are mm -hmm. free uh, buffet style of uh, free food distributions, and um, which is awesome. you probably awesome. heard of the Golden Temple, right? Yeah, yeah. In yeah. Golden Temple, the the Sikhs, uh, they they give free food uh, to people every single day. Hell yes, yeah. that's rock. so dope. We've talked about how much Sikhs rock on on this uh, this podcast before. 
They're really the best of us. And they have fucking sick ass daggers, which is like the coolest <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tight. Uh, so, Pike 131. Yeah. There's another one we listened to. One. Um, so, I listened to these out of order. So, I listened to this one before Down in the Bayou Part 2. Nice. Which. Uh, I, I, I feel like either way works pretty well. Like the way that I listened to it was nice because mm-hmm. it went from like heavy to like atmospheric, which I think right. is a fun transition. Right. Although I do feel like listening to the song down in the Bayou part one before you listen to the song down in the Bayou part two is kind of advantageous because it really like uh, down in the Bayou part one really sets a scene. Um, and it's this, uh, it's like it goes back and forth between like these melodic explorations between bass or guitar. And he just like kind of does like different measures on bass and different measures on guitar. But like everything is super like David Lynch type soundtrack stuff. Like it sounds like Twin Peaks music with that hmm. like uh, really tele- like uh, delay saturated Telecaster sound again that he used in one of the one of the most recent pikes. It was really awesome. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, got, um, I, got a, I got a question. Yeah. Um, well, like, what is Bayou? Oh, a Bayou? Great so question. A, a Bayou is like, a, it's, it's a very specific term uh, used by Creole people in the American South, like around Louisiana and Georgia specifically. So it's, um, it's a French word that is mostly been adopted by like Southern people in the United States. And it basically means a, uh, it's a, it's a type of wetland. It's like kind of swampy. Um, but, but it's more than a swamp. It's like wetter than a swamp. It's like if a swamp had even more water and it's just like a, it's, um, it's a very specific type of land in the American (laughs) South. Yeah. Totally. So yeah, it's like a swamp, awesome. basically. Indeed. Um, so the rest yeah. of this album, Pike 131. Uh, the the other names besides Down in the Bayou Part 1 are Swamplands, Moss, and Murky Waters, all of which are like very descriptive of the songs, yeah. I'd say. They're I would very agree. like sludge drone kind of. Like mm-hmm. it, this, this album is a lot dronier than the previous album. The previous album, uh, Down in the Bayou Part 2, is a lot, I'd say, more active, um, whereas this one is a lot more tonal and a lot more harmonic. And it yeah, it's, it's a lot more atmospheric. It reminded yeah. me, like, parts of it reminded me a lot of the band Isis. Yes, um, absolutely. I, I talk about them a lot when I talk about, like, moody, like, atmospheric, like, mm-hmm. heavy, sludge, heavy, like, post-metal yeah. kind of vibes. That are, like, neurosis almost, like... Uh, I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so like neurosis, ISIS, that, that kind of vibe, which is cool to yeah, the, see. Like, yeah, the, the neurosis uh, similarity is really huge. Absolutely. Yeah, like you can definitely hear it, and um, it's cool to hear Buckethead of all people like make something like that. Like he's gotten kind of close before, but this I feel like is the most concentrated effort in that particular type of style that I've heard from him, um, and it's it's interesting. In yeah, that kind I mean, of a context. There's, there's definitely a lot of points in which he does sludge. Is is like early as uh, Pike 16, The Boiling Pond. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a ton of stuff on that. Even uh, Pike 19, Teeter Slaughter. Uh, Pike 21, Spiral Trackway. Pike 30, Mannequin Cemetery. 
Pike mm-hmm. 70, Snow Slug is super sludgy. Yeah. Um, actually, no, that, that one's like a, a mix between like 70s rock and whatever. Uh, then 76 Caterpillar. There's a lot of Buckethead stuff that's actually super sludgy, but this is definitely yeah. the droniest, I'd say, of the sludge head. And, and it sounds the most like post metally to me of any of the stuff that we've heard so far like this yeah. is the one where like yeah. i could see a post metal band Th- putting this out something and the like last this. album because the last track on uh, part one or sorry, yeah part is, two is real cool super, and yeah it's got that really like heavy atmospheric yeah, post, kind of vibe stuff, yeah yeah what's post memes you guys like we just yell things about divorce at each other in the streets no no memes are the last thing we, we're done after this like nu- nuclear okay. war ends us before memes are over Nice. Okay. Got it. Yeah. I'm in. Either that or 3D memes, I guess. Like, <laughs> like uh, augmented reality memes? No, no. Just memes about uh, 3D, the guy in the gang from Back to the Future Part 1. Okay. Who wore the 3D glasses. Yeah, that makes or, sense. Or I guess the guy from Massive Attack. He's 3D too, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so I really like this Pike a lot. I think yeah. it would be a great soundtrack uh, to uh, the Whiskey Den of Big B's Bucket of Ribs, Smokehouse, and Whiskey Den. So this only okay. plays the bar. This one only plays the bar because <laughs> this is for depressed people who are drinking whiskey. I did drink a beer while I listened to it today. Ah, cool. So I, I guess that tracks in a way. It's not whiskey. It's not. It's not whiskey enough, though. Yeah, no. I mean, not I could have drank enough. whiskey. I have whiskey thanks to you. You're welcome. Thank you. Um. Yeah, what uh, what would y'all think would be a good soundtrack too? That's a good question. Um, I would say this guy is probably uh, like you said. I mean, I like the idea of any kind of an area where you like don't have to move around too much. I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> like, if there's like any kind of, I got nothing. You you, you yeah, got you me. Don't. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut all that out. It, it happens. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, uh, Pike 132, Chamber of Drawers, released on April 29th, 2015, the next day after Pike 131. Do you think that he wrote this one in a day? I, I think he could have. It's it's like... Oh, a, yeah. I mean, all, I think he could with any of these, but... Nah, not... Nah. This, this one felt like the most written in a day of the three this week, I'd say. This Certainly, is like a yeah. big alt metal jam session, which is like what kind of what bucket it kind of does the most, and so I feel like it's definitely what's the easiest for him, the most streamlined of the processes. So it reminded me a lot of Pike One Thirty, but like a, just less interesting. Um, yeah. Like it, it had a, a lot of like sludgy riffs and a lot of like ish. I don't, I don't know. This one was a, like a lot more. I don't know, not not as down-tuned and not as pentatonic and also just not as, like, minor at all. Like, it was so much happier than the other two albums. Hmm. Yeah. I definitely didn't feel that way about it. Really? Uh, no, no, it felt very similar to Bike 130 to me, but just a little bit, a little bit different uh, and a little hmm. bit less fun. But yeah. not horrible, but also not... Not my favorite. It was it was fine. And then I, I felt like it kind of like the halfway point. He uses a lot of elements in this album, uh, except for drums. Definitely not drums, but he definitely employs a lot of like black metal elements in this album. 
He uses a lot of the same kind of black metal chords and chordal structures. And he does specifically this part where he's just doing a chord, but he's tremolo picking the entire chord. And he does it for like a minute and a half. And he never does that in like anything. Like he very rarely tremolo picks anything besides single notes. And so it, it definitely like kind of caught me off guard. It was cool. Um, and like, if you put vocals over some of this, it would definitely just be like black metal, but kind of weird black metal because the tones are kind of garbage. Uh, I also hated the bass tone on this album. The bass tone was not very good. I didn't notice the bass tone. You never <laughs> noticed the bass tone. Spe- <laughs> it, it sounded very much like a picked P bass. I feel like as a society, we don't need to acknowledge the bass tone. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It, it's always uh, nice to hear a good bass tone, but like, I feel like I don't, I don't notice a bad bass tone. All oh, that I often. do. I do. Some of us do. Some of us notice the bad bass. And this yeah. one definitely had some bad bass. Um, Honestly, like th- this one was definitely the uh, least common denominator of these three albums this week. Mm-hmm. It was fine. It just Certainly. wasn't great. It's 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 very average buckethead, I'd say. Sure, Ayush, what do you think? Yeah, it's kind of mid compared to like the other two Bayou releases, and it's it was it didn't really struck me as good as the previous two records, the previous two Pikes. Indeed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, it's it's an interesting like style though. So like <clears throat> we we forgot to ask you, but typically before we start talking about the records, we ask like, what's your level of experience with Buckethead? What do you know about him? Um we didn't talk to you about that. So like we should talk about that really quick. Um what did you know about Buckethead before going into this? Oh, 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 so yeah, I I was introduced to Buckethead around 2015. Uh, so at 2015, I was in uh, school, and uh, this friend, who used to be a metalhead, um, reignited my interest in most metal stuff. So he gave me a flash drive full of CDs, and uh, there used to be this Buckethead song. I just read the name. I didn't really listen to it at all so i just know the names but i i've not really gone into sure. bucket it until yeah. now at the time yeah. of recording this no that, that's podcast. great we we love to be a a starting off point <laughs> uh, uh so to speak but um the reason i bring that up is because like these three records are I don't know. I, I don't wouldn't necessarily say they're the iconic Buckethead sound, so to speak. Like Buckethead is mostly known for his like shredding guitar, which of which he doesn't really do any of that in these three albums, which I just think is kind of funny. Um, but it's still like I think this one in particular is an interesting sound for him because it's just like Brett said, unusual, not uh, quite the same thing. Indeed. Hell yeah. Uh, what do we think it would be a soundtrack to? I kind of had trouble with this one because it's like, I don't know. I, I got one. I got one. Hey, I got one. Got? I got, got one. Okay. If there's like a... Uh, if there, Okay. Do you think there's a hotel in Bucket Deadland? Yeah. We've talked about a hotel on the outskirts of Bucket Headland before. Pretty much every theme park out there <clears> has a hotel yeah. attached to it. So I'm imagining there's a hotel, and I'm imagining there's facilities in the hotel, right? 
Um, mm. And as part of the facilities, there's probably a gym. And I think that this is the music that plays in the Buckethead Land Hotel Gym. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. It's good gym music. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. It's. Definitely. It's not like because it's. It's not super aggressive, but it's also like not. It's not slow. So it's it's just like kind of right there in the middle. It's inoffensive, mm-hmm. you know, working out tunes, yeah, pumping iron tunes. Yeah. Hey Brit and Ayu, you want to go on a uh, fucking journey with me? <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. Let's do that again. No, leave it okay. in. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, I'd love to go on a journey, Spencer. Where to? Oh, you know where. Stating men's from the bucket boy. Oh my god. Wow, okay, we're here. Um we this is the part of the show where we shine a light into the darkest darkest possible recesses of the internet uh outside of 4chan, and that is YouTube. And, you know, some other stuff, too, maybe. Um, you read some comments. You know, talk about what the people are talking about. Um, see what they have to say. Uh, <laughs> kick things off here. Uh, mention a band that was already mentioned today. Uh, YouTube user Uff You Don't Love Buckethead I Can't Trust You Hildy says, Nobody ist more doom. Sorry, St. Vitus. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I got that. It's, yeah. Yeah, I get the St. Vitus thing. Yeah. yeah. I, Saint, I usually Saint, mention that a, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a St. Vibus. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah. No, you shouldn't. It's garbage. No, Shut no, up. No, I, I like the St. Vibus is fun. That's, that's, that's um, less of a stretch than any of the other puns you've made in the past year, Spencer. Come on. <laughs> yeah, all that's, of my puns are a stretch. That's not bad. You know, that's not bad. I'm giving you credit. All right, take it. All I've got is the way my horrible brain, you know, puts together reality and most of the time it just doesn't make sense to anyone let alone me so i agree with everything you just said there that was the truest statement you've ever made from the bucket (laughs) boy wow thanks for it um i'm agreeing with you dude i i appreciate that you're right i'm validating you you're valid yeah i i am i'm i'm valid thanks welcome to getting head a valid cast hell yes uh, a validation cast. Um, YouTube user Greg Horman says, six years ago, some people are normal. Some record and release three albums in a six-day span. Seriously, how the fuck does he do it? By some people, he's specifically talking about one people. <laughs> There's yeah, no other some people who yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. I... I admire Buckethead's work ethic, but also, like, what he's doing is totally attainable within the time frame he does it. Yeah, it's you know? just, like, o- only if you, like, don't have to work. Yeah, basically, so. If, if it so if it was my job to just sit around and make music, I'm not saying that I'm Buckethead at all, no. or I'm not saying I'm as good as Buckethead, but, like, the basic foundation of what you need to know to do that, just, like, sit down and make up fuck ton of music, yeah, I know mm-hmm. how to do that. Yeah. And it's doable, like, as long as you work at it. You know, um, so it's interesting, but uh, I like that people. I like people being amazed by that. I mean, he yeah. did make a lot of fucking albums. He did. Twenty fifteen specifically. Every day, every day. Yeah. I think like, man, Buckethead just keeps making shit. That's nuts. It's 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 bucks for sure. 
Um, Wynicky357 says two years ago, fuck yeah, bucket, space, head, saved my soul. Do you think he's saying, fuck yeah, bucket, head, saved my soul? Or fuck yeah, bucket, head, saved my soul? I will say, uh, give me the buck, boys, and buck my soul. I want to get lost in your bucket, roll, and drift away. Yeah, there's almost a joke there. Almost. I'll <laughs> cut it out, don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> there are a few people commenting about the sludge nature of the Pikes this week. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of those comments were kind of funny. In the way that they <laughs> put them together, um, YouTube user P Tracy says, "Yeah, so sludgy and heavy, I can't get enough." What do you think? Murky water is head banging, gnarly bucket at his best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Murky water is good. Um, what do you What do you think the P stands for in his name? Obviously, penis. Yeah, me too. Obviously, penis. Penis oh. Tracy. Penis Tracy. It's like, well, he's Dick Tracy, but like, oh wow, he's yeah, like, wow, quiet, he's saying the like, quiet part out loud. <laughs> oh man, that meme! It, it's a meme right there. You just take the cover of Dick Tracy, you change it to Penis Tracy. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty good. Like, I, uh, think, I think something like pointing out how Dick Tracy villain Prune Face looks like a scrotum might be funnier. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Dick Tracy at all. Like, I don't even get that joke. But I, I want to get it. I want to wow. believe. Wow. I will, I'll, I'll send you a picture of Dick. I'll send you all the Dick Tracy villains, Spencer. I'll send you dick pics for sure later. <laughs> Dickless Tracy. <laughs> Dickless Tracy. Uh, yes. Dick Cage. <laughs> Dickless Cage. D- d- uh, d- Dickless. Uh, a, chastity, a, ch- a chastity cage is short for uh, Dickless Cage. <laughs> what? I don't know. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Chastity Cage. There, there you go. go. Um uh directly below that comment, directly below, mm-hmm. we've got Jim Moeller who says anyone else get the down Nola riffs here that has the vibe all over it. Gritty and dirty. I believe I was the one that uh, mentioned down and Nola. Yes, that's correct. So yes. we've, we've yes. got a like a two for four references of sludge bands here. Yeah, yeah. As we're long doing as we really get good. a super joint ritual and a... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. What else did we have? Uh, an ISIS, maybe. Super custody ritual. Super, super <laughs> joint, joint custody ritual. <laughs> super, super joint custody. <laughs> that's the one. That super joint custody is... The name of the episode. Uh, that's pretty good. Uh, I like that whole bunch. <laughs> we're uh, we're great. dumb. I we I love I that. Hate us. All right. Next. Uh, YouTube user Blazerk Nine says four years ago, low down bucket town, dig it. Yeah. Dan Blazerkian. <laughs> uh, I, so I okay. Somebody had to. Tell me who that guy was recently, because I've never heard of that person until somebody like sent me a post of that dude's, and I was like, "Who is this?" So then I like read his Wikipedia page, and I I still don't 
really understand who he is or why he's notable at all. So he just has a fucking lot of followers on Instagram. He's uh, the um, the poster boy of late stage capitalism. His his father made a ton of money doing something super shady. And so he has uh, been like this international playboy making money, quote unquote, off of poker, playing poker for years and like professional okay. gambling, which we all know there is no way to make money professionally gambling. What he's doing is losing a little bit of money and cashing out the winnings in order to um, launder his dad's dirty money. And like, it's a very open secret. I'm very surprised no one's been caught in this, but... It's, uh, the dude's like just, he's this, this jet setter, like this guy who will never have to work a day in his life and just like pays women to take pictures with him and like has, you know, this Instagram lifestyle. He's, he was basically, he spearheaded the idea of like an Instagram lifestyle and I, I hate everything about him. Okay. Yeah. Sounds bad. He's, he's Uh, like literally the opposite of Buckethead. Yeah. There's like... Tons of videos on YouTube where they say that oh everything he does is fake. A big fakeist, if you will. Um, it, it's self-evident. It's self-evident that he fakes a lot yeah. of things. Hundred percent. Why, why, why would you want to be a faker? Like, you know, what a, especially what if you have that much money, you could literally just. I mean, he he pays women to hang out with him. He could save that money. It gets it all gets the, clicks. the clicks, but he doesn't need clicks. He's got an unlimited amount of money. Like he, he could. <laughs> he just wants to. Be, he just wants to be popular. I. Why? Why do people need clout? It's so weird to me. It's <laughs> like people need to be like have this weird. I think like clout is a much. I think I think clout. I think clout is a more a uh, stronger drug than uh, yeah. money. No. In itself, and when these two things combine, it's it's yeah, it's it's. I mean, both clout and money are stand-ins for true power, which is what I mean. A lot of people just like crave, and people feeling empowered like leads them to need a feeling of power. And so, instead of actually like doing things that provide a real sense of power, like you know, community and having friends who validate you, um. And you know, you know, just improving the world around you, they go about ways of just like curating clout and money, and it's so empty, yo. It's so empty. Yeah, it's bucket empty, bruv. Bucket, bucket. The bucket's empty, and you hate to see it. it um. Is. So we we are truly blessed this week, um, in the sense that we have the return of one of our favorite YouTube oh, commenters. We certainly do. Um, we love this particular YouTube commenter so much that I made us a little sting about him today. You did. So, um, so. And so you made a little sting, but I actually didn't believe you were going to make a little sting. <laughs> so I made two stings before you made your sting. So choose a number between one through three, Spencer, so we get either your sting or one of mine. Two. Two. Here we go. Master of the ship key, a bucket thought divine. Hell yeah, Jordan Vine, here he is, back to lay some knowledge on us. He, uh, Jordan Vine says three years ago, and I haven't got everything he's ever composed, been involved with, or done, but uh, I do have an awful lot of it. 
I, I like uh, the passion there. Um, he goes on to say... The, the passion of the vine. The passion, <laughs> passion of the vine. Uh, and also, I know he's done stuff with other bands and artists, but... I'm not interested in that. I'm only interested in his own stuff, his own music, because I think he's much, 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 much better on his own. Hell yeah. You love that. Is um, that our Jordan Vine for the week? That's our Jordan Vine for the week. Jordan Vine. <laughs> wonderful very very me of you <laughs> i like heard it i'm like what <laughs> yeah that i can do a really like good impression of you i'd make <laughs> i know that's weird. I, I really wanted to fuck with you so I, I i tried to make my voice sound as much like yours as possible and it does sound like you you, you did a pretty good job you <laughs> did, you don't sound unlike me like i heard it i'm like you know if i didn't like when you first texted me i just like started thinking of those lyrics and so mm-hmm. i had it stuck in my head but if i didn't i would have made something like probably that <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, well done, well done. Thank, well done. thank do you, you. Do you want to hear the third Jordan Vine song? Real please, quick? please, let's lay, uh, let's lay it on me. Master of the shift key, a bucket thought divine. Commander extraordinaire, it's time for Jordan Vine. Uh, you know, we actually have a secret Jordan Vine. We're gonna lay it on you. It's it's a very polite. It's a different side of him. Really? Um, okay. He just says. I love being a Buckethead fan. Now I've never seen him live, but I listen to him every day and love and adore listening to him every day. And I haven't said anything bad or negative about him or his music. And I love his music and absolutely everything he does. So that surely makes me a fan. And I feel incredibly honored, proud, and privileged to be one. <laughs> oh, Jordan Fine. That's really fucking sweet, dog. It is actually. And it, it is true. He has never said a negative no, thing no, about Buckethead. No, he, no. He, he is really super posy, even though, like... You know, he's definitely got um, caps locks problems. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe his computer's just broken. Who yeah, knows? I'm okay. I'm okay with that because his heart is is working just fine. It's working overdrive, caring oh. about bucket bucket life and bucket problems. Mm-hmm. Um, Lori Lay says something that I find distressing. This is on Pike uh, 131, uh, down in the bio, part one. And she says... Could this... Oh, sorry. She says, could I say this is his sexiest pike? And like, maybe... Mm, wait, which one? 131. Down in the bio part one. I... Okay. Yeah, it's kind of droney. If you're into like drone... You know, drone can be sexy. I, I feel like more like the, the post-metal side of drone. You know, like, um, of course, you got Deftones. It's like the sexiest music. But a lot of that is not just the drone, but the fact that, like, Chino is just, like, whispering. Right next to the mic. Making sounds. Yeah, it's like, it's it's mouth articulation metal more than anything. It's like, I could just go. And that's pretty much, that's half of Death Tone's lyrics right there. It's ASMR metal. I read a comment somewhere that says Deftones is ASMR metal. ASMR, yes, yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, that meme's been made a, a thousand years ago. Sure. Um, you're not the first one to come up with that, Spencer. Oh, I didn't think so. No, no, you're not wrong, but you're not original. You didn't come an original, Spencer. Yeah, that that only happens a few times a day. I know. I I, I see your sock on the chair back there. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about that. 
I don't worry about it. I, what I do worry about is Alex Peck banging his girlfriend to Buckethead. Is the, why what you, I'm why fucking you worried about, about that? They probably uh, well, Britt, awesome. I'm worried about that because of your statements in the past. You, that's true. That's you're true. on record saying you cannot have sex to Buckethead. No, no, I, I'm saying I can't come to Buckethead. I'm not saying no one can possibly come. I'm pretty sure you said no one can come from come listening to Buckethead. You know what? I'm pretty sure you're right. <laughs> 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 but apparently Alex Peck and his girlfriend, well, Alex Peck is definitely coming to Buckethead. Listen, listen, no, he doesn't say he comes though, right? Does he? Does he say I come into my girlfriend to Buckethead or just he fucks her? Because my he, statement from the Bucket Void was <laughs> you can't come. I didn't say you couldn't have sex. This dude might be on like, you know, 50 milligrams of Wellibutrin and he just can't come, you know, because it's like either I'm a terrible person or I just come a lot, which is really kind of uh, the human. They're they're condition. one and the same. They're intertwined. They're, they're, they're the, the yin human and yang condition. Of society. That's, uh, if you that's will, the Jekyll and Hyde is. Uh, <laughs> what? No. Okay. Go. Uh, keep going. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, okay, so one fun thing about living in Seattle is one of the main streets in Seattle is Pike Street. Uh, as a result, there's a lot of businesses that also share addresses with Pikes that we listen to. Uh, this week, uh, the address that we have is 130, all right, 130 Pike Street, which is the address for a restaurant named Ben Paris. Ben uh, Paris. I don't know anything about this restaurant, but there's a lot of reviews for it online. Uh, we're only going to talk about two of those reviews. Uh, the first one is from local guide Bill Fermage, uh, who left this review a year ago. And he says, quote, one star, music improper for setting limiting enjoyment of meal all in all i wouldn't recommend it to anyone ever <laughs> just because of the music uh he says some other stuff but i i like that summation of it okay okay um i don't know like yeah i i'd say Going to a place and having them have music that is just completely incorrect for the atmosphere, that that definitely takes it down a star for me. I could see that. I mean, it, you know, it, it kind of depends on the music. I feel like anything yeah. outside of pop, I'm usually fine with. Yeah, but, but I mean, it depends, <clears> though, because, <throat> like, you know, if I go into, like, a metal bar, right, and they're playing, mm-hmm. um, uh... You know, like top forty stuff. I'm gonna be like, yeah, what's what's going on? Here? Or like, uh, or like that that like, or like Ghost Main. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, come on, <laughs> this is the metal bar. What are you doing? Hey, l- listen, our one of our former guests, Mark Branzino, played for Ghost Main. So uh, of course, and I'm not hating on Ghost Main. I'm just saying like it's not appropriate for a metal bar. I don't think it's metal. It's metal tangential. Tangential. It's, yeah, it's metal enough. It, it's it has, it's not something I would want to hear in a metal it's, bar. It, it's not something you would want to, but it is something a lot of like twenty-one-year-old girls would want to hear. Yeah, and I don't. But, I don't which is what that. brings <laughs> other people to metal bars in the first you. place, is knowing that <laughs> there's people to prey on. Oh no! Uh, okay, we're gonna wrap up the Ben Paris section with a review from C. Fisher. Uh, I'm not gonna go in great into detail on their review, but I am going to read the last sentence, which is. Fantastic. So eight months ago, they left uh, Ben Paris one star and said uh, at the very end of their long complainy review, they said, 
This type of service is disgusting. I am the CEO of a global fashion brand and could have spread the word about their business. Instead, I can only share the taste they left in my mouth. <laughs> global fashion brand. I bet it's like some, some company that only makes cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something super lame. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Or like the, the, the company that makes like... Uh, shitty distressed band t-shirts for target oh, you know yeah, yeah. like that kind yeah, of shit the where they just that, license yeah, the, guns and roses and iron maiden and then make oh. shitty t-shirts oh yeah yeah Definitely. you hate to see that you, you really do brand um okay lastly but certainly not least we're gonna wrap things up with one of my favorite segments in this case it's a slight modifier this is an excerpt of a conversation you and i had Okay. Um, so we're going to share my comments here as well. Uh, so on June 10th, 2018, at 7.48 p.m., I texted you via our group chat and said, quote, Okay, I've been thinking a lot about something. Strip clubs have bathrooms. Presumably, then, there exists a percentage of men who not only frequent these clubs, but also take shits in them. I love the idea of a strip club regular where taking a shit is just part of the visit. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, wait, hold, wait, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, no. Okay, okay. Okay, well, we'll get, we'll get, to, we'll get to that. Okay. I'm just gonna do a little bit here. So, uh, I follow that up by saying, "quote These are like actual quotations here." I go to a place to give naked women my money in exchange for boners. I also like to shit there. Uh, and then it says, dash, a pretty cool guy. <laughs> pretty, very cool guy, I'd say. Uh, you responded by saying, quote, I'm dating a couple strippers. Let me ask them. <laughs> so there, there's more to this, but, but now's a good time to interject. So when it comes to strip club bathrooms, I don't know if I've ever told you this story before, Spencer. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> So, uh, I was in Pennsylvania a few years ago, right? Uh-huh. And uh, right outside of Chester, there is a giant casino called, uh, a giant Horrors Casino that they built there, uh, you know, like maybe a decade or two ago. And uh, me and my cousin and my brother went there and just like gambled one night. We were just kind of having a guy's night. My cousin Kenny's like super rad dude, but you know, he like works on Wall Street in a not super terrible way, but he does work for a terrible company, but he's a super nice guy and he just likes to hang out, gamble, whatever. He's one of those guys. Um, sure. So we, we go to this casino and afterwards Kenny's like, Hey, you want to go to a strip club? And, uh, we're like, sure. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for y'all. <laughs> we're like, yeah, okay, that's cool. So we go to the strip club. Um, and it was like called like Island Sands or something like that. I, I just remember there were palm trees on the sign. So, it was, it was something like island, whatever. Uh, and we go there, and we notice there's a bunch of bikes outside. And uh, when we walk in, we see this poster, and it says, like, biker night. <laughs> and so we go there <laughs> on biker night, which is super cool. Um, but we're hanging out. We, like, get a lap dance each or whatever, and we're just hanging out and drinking Bud Lights because that's the only thing there that's less than, like, $5. It's um, pretty then good. <laughs> I, did, I, I have a couple Bud Lights, so I need to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, right? And I'm, I'm taking a piss, and, like, I look the way I do and I'm obviously not there for biker night and they have a bathroom attendant there. Right. Oh, he's just, he's just hanging out doing whatever. 
looks, he's just a regular white guy. And uh, I'm just like taking a piss or something. And, uh, he's like, Hey, you look like a rocker. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. He's like, you're, you don't, you don't look like you're from around here though. Are you? I'm like, no. He's like, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from Seattle. And he's like, Oh, sick dude. Sick. <laughs> and then he just doesn't talk for a minute. And I, 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 I finished peeing and I'm like washing my Wait, hands. Wait, dude, you like, no, no, hold on. He talked to you while you were peeing? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Nice. Yeah. Um, what a move. And there was also like a giant biker. Like I'm, I'm a big person, but there was like a giant biker, like a person who made me feel small, taking a dump in the stall like, what? right next to this the whole time, the whole time. Right. Amazing. Right. And so like, and so I'm washing my hands and this guy's like, Hey, you know, um, you're from Seattle and you're like, a you're a rocker. Uh, uh, I, I make music and it's like kind of, I don't know. I call it like acoustic grunge. You know, oh, I'm like really yeah. influenced by like those Seattle type things, like you know, Alice in Chains and Pearl Jam, and like I don't know. I have a demo, and I was, you want to listen to it? And you know, it's Biker Night at the strip club. There's a uh, like a giant of a man who looks like just a uh, uh, a fucking uh, overblown Stone Cold Steve Austin taking uh-huh. a dump in the stall right there. And I'm like, I can't nice. be mean to this guy, <laughs> like. Yeah, yes. yeah. I'll listen to your your EP, <laughs> and so amazing. And so he gives me like his shitty plug-in headphones and like makes me what? listen to. She was like, yeah, yeah. I listened no! to like eight or nine minute two song EP there in a strip club restroom. No, on biker night. No, and like the the fucking giant dude like finishes taking a shit. And like comes out and washes his hands while I'm listening to this, and I'm like, "Guy, can I make a break for it?" After, but I don't, and I just listen to it, and uh, it was it was a defining moment in my life, and a reason I don't go to strip clubs. Holy shit, that's amazing! It was uh, like, and like I came out afterwards, and my brother and Kenny, my cousin, were like, "What? Ha- you were in that restroom for like 15 minutes? What happened?" And I'm like. I'll, I'll just tell you later. Like I was, I was legitimately traumatized from this experience. It was, it was too much for me. And then you were like, "Yeah, I can't go to the bathroom for the rest of the night because this fucking guy is going to talk to me about his, his exactly. acoustic grunge." Exactly. Like, I can't actually, have this no, I, I tipped him well. I tipped him well, and like I had already listened to his music, so I'm like, I can just do whatever I need to in the restroom now, and he's going to love me because I'm the rocker from Seattle, who's like not this biker who didn't tip him like three bucks for just. For, for the pleasure of listening to a shitty EP. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that, like, okay, he, that, that's the most incredible hustle I've ever heard in my life. Because, like, you corner people in a bathroom. That's a, that's mm-hmm. a vulnerable place. Right. Like, that's, especially <laughs> if you were there on biker night and you're only cornering the non-bikers. Yeah. Like, cause, uh, cause, you know, it, bikers are there on biker night. Obviously, this is a place that bikers on, hang out in a place they have community. So they're on biker business. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, it's a whole different. There's so many layers to exactly the trauma I experienced that night. And uh, I, I should probably layers. talk to a therapist about this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. That's uh, that's wonderful. Anyways, yeah, you shared some screenshots to the chat uh, of you asking your stripper friends about people taking shits in the bathroom. <laughs> I do remember this. I do remember this. I yeah. am. I am. Uh, I am wonderful, aren't okay, I? Okay. So you, the screenshot 
that you shared does not show the whole text. So I'm only going to read the last two paragraphs or the last uh-huh. paragraph and sentence. Uh, uh-huh. But there's like some stuff up. And then what I can see here is, uh, but this came up in one of my group chats and thought you might have some insight. Colon. Is there anybody you know slash heard of who comes into the strip club in part to take a shit in the club restroom? Sorry, I had to ask that. And then a sad face emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love me like three years ago. I'm then, great. I'm just then, great. <laughs> the response is two separate text messages. The first one says, what? Ha, 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 ha. And, I, I can and tell then, you I can tell you which one that was. And then the follow-up was, I just laughed so hard. <laughs> which is great. Uh the other yes. screenshot. I know the share. other screenshot. I know who that is. Go for it. Uh <clears throat> says is there anybody you know slash heard of who comes into the strip club in part to take a shit in the club restroom? Sorry, I had to ask that. Sad face emoji. I like that you copy and pasted the same text. Like, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole thing. You're just like, yeah, yeah, I could just, like, crank this one out. Just, like, send it same text to both people. It's, no, if it's perfectly worded, why do you need to try to change it? Like, come on. If it works, go with it. It's perfect. 100%. <clears throat> and they responded, LOL. I've never heard of that, but I'll ask around and see if there's anything there. <laughs> and no worries, you can ask me whatever. <laughs> a, 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 a wholesome response. Um, yeah, that's uh, that. That's it. <laughs> Hell yeah, wonderful. Take a shit in your local strip club restroom, or don't. Up to yeah, you. No, no, no. Do it often. Like go in <laughs> yeah. there, tip the strippers well. Like yes. only. Don't even get like private dances for them. Just like throw them private dance money while you're just while they're just dancing. Like just throw them a twenty. Yep. Like, hundred percent. Hell yeah. Like like make them work the least possible for the most money possible. The strippers are like not universally good people, but there's so many awesome strippers out there. Strippers agreed. Are generally great people. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, don't I, I'm, don't, I may, don't yeah. tip strip club bathroom attendants <laughs> unless they offer you acoustic grunge. Okay, no, no, especially if they offer you acoustic grunge. Just like be like, just knock on the fucking knock on the stall door and be like, "Hey, you big fat biker piece of shit, you want to fight?" Because you know what? That's gonna hurt less than the fucking nine minute acoustic grunge EP. Excellent. Okay, so we've uh, we've come to the part in our program now where uh, we recommend things. Yeah. What do you have to recommend to us? Me? Yeah. You. What's up, buddy? What you got? What, oh. What's a cool thing to check out? Yeah. Um. I don't know, man. I I've, I've been listening to a lot of hip hop <laughs> these days. The old school jazz nice. rap kind of Digital Planets. You've probably heard of them. Oh, nice. Right. Oh, tight! Yeah, hell heard, yeah. Heard of them? I'm friends with their uh, their main vocalist, Ishmael. Used whoa, to be a, whoa, whoa. Uh, a regular customer of mine. Yeah, yeah. they're they're uh, from like, around here. Oh, actually, I think we talked about this because I, I I saw them a, a couple weeks ago here in Seattle. I, I'm Dog Vorbis, if you didn't know that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I, I recognize yeah, you from yeah, the I start. S- 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and I think we talked about him. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I know that guy. He's super fucking awesome. Like, one of the nicest guys. He has a crazy sneaker collection. Super cool. That's um, so rad. Yeah, Diggable Planets, highly recommended. Ishmael Butler. Uh, have you uh, listened much to um, uh, Shabazz Palaces, his current project? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to Black so Up uh, so a while ago. It's it's amazing mm. that the the beat choices, uh, the samples, everything that that album is fantastic. It's actually one of my favorite albums, mm-hmm. hip hop albums ever. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! The records, nice. after, yeah. Uh, the, one- the, the new records are kind of like mid, not so good, but Black Up is so awesome. It's amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um yeah, Diggable Planets, when I saw them, they were uh they were performing with a full band. And it's the only hip hop concert I've ever been to where I, I they did a bass solo. Like the dude did like a ten minute bass solo Whoa. and it ruled. The dude killed the bass solo and I was like, What is happening? I'm watching hip hop. This is amazing. You know? Loved That's it. pretty tight. I, I, you know, I've actually been listening to a lot of hip hop too. Um, I've been listening to a lot of like Gangstar, like late nineties Gangstar, yeah. and I've been listening to a bunch of like uh, Gangstar and Raekwon and uh, Wu Tang and <laughs> Giza and like all sorts of shit, like a lot of that kind of like jazz rap stuff, the boom bap stuff from the mid nineties and late nineties, like. Great oh, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I love all that Tribe stuff a lot. Um, uh, I love... Hell yeah, Tribe Called Quest. been listening oh, to a ton of that. We, like, we used to listen well, to a ton oh, of oh, Tribe let me, Called let me Quest ask, together. Let me ask you a real question, like a hardcore question. What is your favorite Tribe Called Quest record? Low End Theory. Low End Theory. Hands down. Hell it's yeah, that's fantastic. the only way to go. Mid- Midnight Marauders is great, and a lot yeah. of people say that, but Low End Theory is where it's at. Like, Dude, yeah, no, for real. Like, I, I like... I was gonna say the same thing. Like Midnight Marauders is amazing. Like it, it it's is. an amazing record. Mm-hmm. You ha- like it's essential listening if you like yeah. Low End Theory. But uh, Low End Theory is perfect. It is a perfect album, and that is a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it does not have a bad song on it. The production's incredible. The rhymes are incredible. Like, it is truly it, timeless. The bass, the bass uh, line very few defines like that album. The bass line is yeah. Oh, so good. And the they use so many so good, like yeah. jazz bass samples. So like. It's all like, not all, but mostly upright bass. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, I, I really need to buy an upright bass. Like, I am, I'm just the right amount of a uh, bassist to do that. Yeah, upright fuck bass. yeah. Well, that's tight, dude. Yeah. Uh, you got any? You got any particular records to to recommend? Yesterday, I was listening to FK Twigs um, discography. Like uh oh, FK Twigs is amazing. Just uh, Magdalene just and amazing um, musician. Her first first LP. Mm. She's extremely yeah. talented. Yeah, uh, amazing visual artist too. Hell yeah, in so many ways. A very very much I I'd say like a modern Bjork, but like with a very visual like dance element to it. She's an incredible dancer. Oh my god. Um, yeah, super, super interesting. Really enjoy her. Tight. Yo, Britt, oh, yeah. what you got to recommend us? Um, I'm going to recommend, uh, 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 
a British musical duo called uh, A.R. Kane. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're, uh, I definitely, oh my God. definitely I, know uh, Aisha. I think we had a conversation. Uh, I have, we had a conversation. We did, we did, we did. And I, I listened to a couple of their albums. Yeah, they're super dope. Um, they're... I don't. I don't know exactly how to describe them. They're they're kind of like put into the shoegaze label, but they have a lot of weird experimental elements to them. Like initially, I listened to one of their albums and I thought, like, this is kind of like uh, shoegaze, like with elements of Talking Heads, because um, they have a lot of that weird like rhythmic stuff with a lot of like hand percussion, and then like very funky bass lines. But then, like, all of the vocals, uh, all of the guitars are, like, super atmospheric in a very shoegazy way. Um, and But they, they go a lot of different places. I, I After that, I listened to one of their albums from the mid-'90s, and it's all interesting. It, it's really cool. It's um, Nice. Yeah, yeah, it, it's very cool soundscapes. I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. But, yeah, A.R. Kane. How do I spell I, that? Uh, just the letter is A R and then K A N E. Um, so just arcane? Uh, no, A R space K A N E. Oh. So A R Kane. Got you. Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. I was confused about. Thanks for yeah, explaining. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're they're super good though. Um yeah, just very interesting. Especially from coming from just two guys. There's a lot of different crazy influences going on there. Yeah. Really yeah. sick. Sick, sick guys, huh? Very sick guys. I love that. Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you have to recommend to us this week that I'm going to cut out? <laughs> Thanks, Britt. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, no, for reals, um, I highly recommend, and I, I can't believe I'm in this place, but here I am, 2021, and I highly recommend watching a film. I re- recommend watching... Uh, the Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn film from 2021. It's so fucking good. Like I, I, I'm not a big movie guy. Like I don't really care about movies really, and I don't really watch that many unless they're really bad. Uh, but this one I ended up watching, and it's so good. Like it is the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. It's really, really good, and I think. Everybody should watch it. The music's really good in it too. There's a lot of really cool songs in it. There's like a, you know, there's like a Pixies song in there. There's a bunch of shit. It's pretty rad. Like, oh, oh great Pixies, my favorite band. What's wrong with the Pixies? I don't know. They're not. Hey, wait, you know, is it good? Isn't John Cena in that movie? <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, John yeah. Cena's in it. I will. Yeah. So wait, could you could you see him in the movie? What? This is a John Cena joke. I, I don't know anything about wrestling. I actually don't really know who John Cena is. Like, I actually didn't know it was him until like Spencer. near the end of the movie, and Spencer. I was like, "We're gonna, we're gonna have that to guy, have to talk." And that guy looks really awesome familiar. I need together. to look up who that guy is. And you are disappointing, Spencer. <laughs> I'm frequently disappointing. It's part of I my know, brand, but this is the most it's disappointed I've brand. been with you. Like. I guess it's only ten twenty. I've never watched wrestling in my life. Like I, I don't know anything about it. Like I've, I see it come up in memes, and like I can see it come up in like a. There are a couple of podcasts I listen to where okay, okay. They'll, so, they'll reference wrestling, but like so, that's about so Spencer, it. Spencer, uh, if you're free after this, I'm gonna start taking you down just the most important points in wrestling, so you get all of the references. Okay. <laughs> 
I, right. can, I can literally expose you to every single wrestling reference in probably 15 or 20 videos. The only 15 or 20 videos. It will amazing. only take you maybe 10 hours of your life, Spencer. Uh, but you will get every wrestling reference after that moment and you will, but I'm, I'm I, I need to take you down this, this rabbit hole. Cause you need to fair. know this, Spencer. Yeah. Okay. It sounds I'm, important. I'm like, um, I mean, I'm into you it. don't, yeah. Yeah, brother. All right. Lot, All right. Like um, you, you, you make memes about wrestling and you don't I've know wrestling. I've never made a meme about wrestling. You've never made a meme about Hulk Hogan? Okay. I made Hulk Hogan memes, but I see, you know Spencer! what? I, well, hold no! on a second. Do you no! know what? I, do you no! know what I know Hulk Hogan from? Do you know what I know Hulk Hogan from? Do you know what he? You know where he got there from? Yes, but do you know where I know him from? Do you know where he got I know, there from? I know him from the 1990s television series Thunder in Paradise. Yeah. That was my first exposure to Hulk Hogan, and that's the most like iconic for me. So like, that's the first time I ever heard of Hulk Hogan. So I'm that so, that's I'm so verily disappointed in you spencer <laughs> that's okay um suffice it to say yes uh, uh, john cena is in this film uh he's good in it uh the character he plays is a <clears throat> piece of shit but he's good at playing a piece of shit i guess he doesn't <laughs> this is the first time i've ever seen john cena move heel. before he's usually so. a face he's really good he's really good yeah I well that, that's the first time i've ever heard him like say or move or anything i've I've only ever seen still images of him i i've never seen him like move before wow. so that was a first for me that's insane he moves uh, so well dude he's incredible <laughs> John Cena, yeah John, John, oh well John's- the the movie is so good like all of the characters get like the right amount of like characterization like yeah i watched uh, the-, the red letter media on it so i feel like i don't need to watch it now <laughs> No, you should watch it. It's really good. Like it's it's very good. Um, it's very fun. Like all the characters yeah. get their little moments. Like it, I mean, it's it, really good. It seems good. very like post Marvel. It's extremely post Marvel. In the way that a lot of people said that at the time, Guardians of the Galaxy was a post Marvel Marvel. Yeah, it is like way beyond that. Yeah. Like it's so beyond that. But it is very much in the same vein. It is yeah. that kind of movie, but like turned up even higher like they ratcheted it up like it's well i mean really i think good. they 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 saw the script and they said uh turn down for what which is the only song that you can come to according to <laughs> one of our podcasts yeah i listened to that the other day that's a funny thing i forgot i said that <laughs> well if you needed to come of course. i mean it seems like a, a true thing sure so let, let's go with it it's part of the spencer canon now let's have that on my wikipedia page yeah your spencerpedia page ew hmm uh, is Wiki it time? Spence. It's time, isn't it? I guess. This is the worst part of the show. Ready you're for the, it. You're, you're the worst part of the show. <laughs> hey, that's true. According to um, recently released Freedom of Information Act documents, they uncovered a conspiracy in the 1960s from media companies who apparently conspired to send North Atlantic violent criminals and rapists to the United States. Have you heard about this? No. They called it Beatlemania. (laughs) There's so much... There's so much talking to that joke that I forgot what you said by the time you said the punchline. Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, Did you hear about this? Um... Uh, conspiracy they uncovered according to uh, recent freedom of information act documents uh, 
released. In the 1960s, media companies conspired to send North Atlantic violent criminals and rapists to the United States. Have you heard about that? <laughs> no. It's, uh, they called it Beatlemania. <laughs> wow. Wow, want, here we do are. You want, do you want it for a third time? No, I, I, I followed it that time. What, uh, what time? penis length <laughs> and, and band fandom have absolutely no correlation? Like... Is it saying like the larger your penis is, the more the fandom to your band? Yeah, eh, kind of. More, more <laughs> literal. Like what? What actual length and band have no correlation? It's a uh, nine inch and nails. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's probably true. What's Les Claypool's least favorite thing about twelve year olds? Oh no! Taking care of the children he makes with them. Uh. <laughs> What's worse than getting food poisoning from a buffet? <laughs> what? Getting ear poisoning from Jimmy Buffet. Uh, that's a beautiful joke. I love that so much. I should get a tattoo of that joke. <laughs> what, uh, what band did Paul McCartney always say prevented the Beatles from having a full reunion. I don't know. 38 special. <laughs> that was the gun that touched. That's, uh, that's a really good joke. You that, should, you should you. make I that. I thought so too. I was like, wow, that's, that's, pretty that's good terrible. One. What yeah. do you call the support group of men who were all molested by the same entertainment business predator? Oh no. Well the Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees Tour. Woof. Since Chick Korea's death, what person or group now has the most Grammys for jazz performance? I don't I don't know. The Church of Scientology. <laughs> oh fuck. Whoa, that's gnarly. I forgot he was a Scientologist. That's so weird. According to fans, what former Kanye West collaborator do they most want to see him work with on his next album? I don't know. His psychiatrist. <laughs> Pretty good. What did Courtney Love offer Trent Reznor in exchange for writing a song for her band? I don't know. Head like a hole. Whoa. Half of Kanye West's 22 Grammys are in hip hop. What are the other 11 in? Oh, I don't know. Tell me. Kim Kardashian's new bathroom. <laughs> He's 22 Grammys? Really? Yeah. Wow. 17 years ago this week, uh, going back to history, you know this, Spencer. I do. Um, 17 years ago this week, Dave Matthews' band Tour Bus dumped oh, yeah. 800 pounds of raw sewage on unsuspecting tourists while crossing a bridge in Chicago. You've heard about this, yeah? yeah we, Dude, we somebody, about this. somebody on my meme page messaged me and said that they know two of the people that were on the boat. Wow. 
that's incredible. I um, know. But These- uh, unfortunately, they were able to recover most of the uh, 800 pounds of albums that fell off the tour bus. What's what's the difference between Zach Wild and a Tour de France cyclist? <laughs> oh man, I don't know. Well, the cyclist showers between different legs of the tour. Ha, 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 bucket joke. Those were some amazing bucket jokes, Britt. Thank you. I thank you. I it was a treat for me for my ears. I I said it was the worst part of the show, and you know what? I was wrong. This week, it was my favorite part of the show. Hey, Spencer, where can I find you? Online? Oh, yeah. Uh, I make memes sometimes and share a lot of memes. Uh, you can follow me at New Metal Karate Society on Instagram. It appears, unfortunately, Ayush got dropped from our call, so you can follow them at Screams in Merzbow. That's M-E-R-Z-B-O-W uh, on both Facebook and Instagram. Once again, that's Screams in Merzbow. M-E-R-Z-B-O-W. Oh, hey, Britt. What about you, man? Oh, you can follow me at uh, Dog Vorbis online. I love that oh, you yeah. committed to that. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. Well, I guess this has been Britain. And this was... Hey, I guess this has been Britain. <laughs> and this has been Spencer. And I'm Ayush, a.k.a. Screams in Mars Bell. You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste.